Hey, good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome to Bards FM here on Brighton TV. What a crazy week. We've got more drama going on in our national events. Obviously, we have at least a perception of a hot war hitting the U.S. CONUS, continental United States. And we have with that another COVID fear type scam going on, which is ultimately at the root of this train spill in East Palestine. We're going to talk a lot about that and about the whole perception of this PSYOP today, things that we have to be aware of, the types of wording that they're seeding into our vocabulary, the preparations that they're making for some form of martial law, and the difficulty that, com that faces for a lot of patriots who are convinced that martial law is going to be a good thing. As I'll start out just even right here and tell you, it's not. So... Time to be aware, keep your head on a swivel, and above all, keep your eyes on the cross with Christ. And we'll talk all about that right after these messages. The world we once knew is collapsing. We're being warned to expect rolling blackouts, and our political leaders are deliberately shutting down pipelines, fuel refineries, nuclear power plants, and energy exploration. The currency is collapsing, while financial assets are plummeting in value, and the global food supply is being deliberately decimated to survive this war being waged on humanity, you need more than just regular prepping. You need resilient prepping. And that's the title of my new free audiobook, Resilient Prepping. You can download the entire audiobook and a printable PDF transcript for free right now at resilientprepping.com. Resilient Prepping teaches practical strategies for prepping in three layers, high-tech, low-tech, and no-tech. Resilient Prepping is your ultimate guide to surviving the total collapse of the world as we know it, because that's exactly what globalists are trying to achieve. Download this entire audiobook for free right now at resilientprepping.com. Nearly all the vitamin C sold at retail today comes from China, and it's made from genetically modified corn. Even though vitamin C is a critical part of immune support, it's also critical to know where your vitamin C comes from. I'm Mike Adams, the founder of Brighteon and BrighteonStore.com, and we only sell non-China, non-GMO vitamin C. We then subject it to rigorous laboratory testing in our own food science lab, checking for heavy metals, glyphosate, as well as microbiological contamination. Only after it passes our tests do we encapsulate it and package it for our audience. You can find it at BrighteonStore.com. It's not the cheapest vitamin C on the market, but it is by far the most rigorously tested and honestly sourced vitamin C available anywhere in the world. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at BrighteonStore.com. And we're back. Good afternoon, Patriots. Before we get going, we're going to talk about pillows, you know, like those sorts of things you sleep on. You know very well that the best company in the nation to get stuff for your bedroom, sheets, blankets, pillows, slippers, is MyPillow. And they have introduced now, Mike Lindell has introduced a new MyPillow, MyPillow 2.0 with a new fill, new technology to keep a level temperature. It is frankly an amazing product. I have it. I use it. And I have told you I was I'm always a skeptic when I get new stuff like this. And I I'm gonna tell you I'm not a skeptic on this. Let's let Mike Del Mike Lindell tell you all about it. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. 
the my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My Pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My Pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of My Pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a My Pillow or not, you need to get the brand new My Pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit mypillow.com. And your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, the best promo code on the web. You know, I've just so you know, I did try this as kind of like an anti-aircraft balloon system. It didn't work well. But as far as sleeping and if you want to keep comfortable in your bunker with your 50,000 cans of tuna, the MyPillow 2.0 is a necessity. So as we prepare for the end of the world, make sure you're going to have a good night's sleep with MyPillow 2.0. Head on over there and check it out. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. And your promo code is Bards, B-A-R-D-S. All right, Patriots, let's dig into some news. And, of course, probably big in the news and biggest in the news is the issue of what's going on in East Palestine. I've got some notes here I'm going to bring up because I want to kind of go over this. And there's a lot of anomalies and questions we need to be asking. A lot of people are in a state of fear with East Palestine, and it's rightfully understood. But again, there's all sorts of things that are not passing the sniff test on East Palestine, and it's worth noting. Number one, Netflix did a movie called White Noise in 2022 in which it was filmed and shown in the movie as East Palestine, Ohio, where a train carrying a, a toxic cargo, which we can assume would be vinyl chloride, was struck by a vehicle and it lit on fire. The town had to evacuate, et cetera, et cetera. That was in 2022. In January of 2023, the CDC decided to update their data on vinyl chloride. Another interesting thing to take note of. We also haven't seen any deployment of the National Guard or FEMA. And you did have the governor today, DeWine, ask the Biden administration for FEMA money. The Biden administration said no, declined it. That's a multitude of reasons, in my opinion, but one of which is that there isn't any money to give, is my opinion. Boxcar number 37 was removed from the scene. And... There is a situation that anybody there to record what's going on on the scene seems to be getting arrested, especially if you're a journalist, which is a little bit odd. Here's an interesting anomaly about East Palestine, that they were the first city in America to adopt medical wristbands as part of the WEF agenda. I find that interesting. And East Palestine last night, of course, had its town hall meeting, which they changed a strange format from a group setting into a line of one-on-one people talking, almost to suppress the voice, maybe. President Trump has not said a word about this. He's been completely mum, an interesting anomaly we can't quite account for. I don't know where President Trump is these days, but apparently he's preoccupied with other things like what's going on with him and the fact that they stole his election, but he's not occupied enough with what is supposed to be the biggest disaster since Chernobyl. 
if all that's true. The other thing that's interesting about East Palestine is that they're going door to door with a private testing agency that people can get their water and their environment tested as long as they really sign a release form from liability. And with them is usually a tagalong of an EPA agent who claims that they cannot test anything there, the EPA that is, and it all has to go through the private lab. This is the same lab the government has used before to cover up a number of things. Now, of course, you're looking at a lot of fear porn around this, and some of it, by by description, much of it has some validation. I mean, people are looking at stuff in the water. They're finding the pollutants in the streams. They're, we're starting to hear of downstream, which is a massive downstream effect of this of pollutants surfacing downstream. People saying that the water is nearly destroyed or that there's when they stir the ground in the in the creeks, this residue comes out of the soil. And I'm not discounting any of this, but I am cautioning one thing. At the center of all of this is farmland. This is some of the richest farmland we have in the nation. This is the whole Ohio and over to Pennsylvania belt that is of incredible worth over there. And Bill Gates and the Chinese have been aggressively trying to buy up land up in these areas. Now, one thing I also point out is that a story that may seem unrelated is actually has some context here that's important to remember. Amish, who was an Amish farmer that was selling clean meat and clean milk, whole, whole raw milk and clean meat, meaning no vaccines in it, was this last fall arrested by federal agents, U.S. federal marshals, in fact, raided his farm, confiscated his things, and charged him with jail time and a $300,000 fine. Plus, I believe all of his livestock was either confiscated or destroyed. It basically put him out of business. In December of this last year, December 20th, in fact, 2022, a federal judge ruled, a circuit court judge, federal judge ruled that it was of charge that would not uphold. It was Amish was not going to be charged the $300,000. He was not going to sit in jail. And the judge said that he could return to, to growing or raising his own food, which means clean food again. Now, why that little case is important is Amish is four and a half hours. His farm is bird in the hand, is in, bird in, in a place called bird in the hand. And it's four and a half hours from the East Palestine event. Furthermore, the distance that you cover from eastern Ohio, East Palestine area, all the way over through Pennsylvania constitutes about 78,000 Amish in population. It's a very heavy Amish area where some of the cleanest and purest food in the nation is grown. And now suddenly we have this eruptive, toxic burn going on that at least from the accounts that we can see is creating a toxic cloud that is drifting east over all of this farmland. One thing that we also should note is that prior to last this event, eggs, which were now suddenly up in price and we had egg processing plants suddenly burning, they found that egg yolks were a natural cure to COVID. So suddenly eggs, eggplants started to self-combust. There's always a strange thing that happens. It's absolutely amazing that the minute they discover a health issue or health benefit for food, it spontaneously combusts. Huh. Not sure how that happens. But amazing. It's just amazing coincidence. And so, again, we're seeing a war on the food supply at an extreme level. And all of this is targeted towards this vision 
of a fourth industrial revolution where they want everybody in this and the 2030 agenda so they want everybody living in high density city environments they want everybody dependent on vertical agriculture that's grown in their facilities grown with their gmos and all tailored to what the human that they want will receive they've talked about putting vaccines in food they've talked about doing all sorts of additions to food all of this is gearing towards pushing humans into a transhumanist model and they are not going to get americans off their land easily so whatever is is real or isn't real in this event in east palestine and i will tell you i again i've i've been stressing on my show to make sure you're doing your own tests and not get wrapped up in what the government is telling you and the fda is telling people it's safe uh, i'm sorry the epa is telling people it's safe to go back in downstream water water deposit departments or water districts are claiming that they are finding toxins in the water there's apparently an odor in the air a lot of things like this i i get all this but i would do your own testing and i would definitely filter water anyway and this but i can tell you that all of this again is to get you dependent on their system that they can get you to believe that it's a bad event you will obey what they need this scam ultimately in my opinion is geared towards not only fear which blinds people but it's equally geared towards getting people to get off of their land and give up their land at a low cost remember once this happens like this the bank value on the property or the assessed value on the property plummets and it plummets radically and as that plummets then it gives opportunity for people like mm, blackstone for example to come rolling in and then to buy up these lands on pennies on the dollar. And the way that works is once the FDA or the EPA, excuse me, gets involved, they can start requiring certain types of cleanup that are so expensive for people to be able to even sell their home that it becomes impossible for them to sell it. So it's a motivation for people to sell their homes as is at a lowered value, sometimes just at the cost of what the mortgage value is so that other companies can swoop it up and then clean it up. And then also following from, following from this is going to be some sort of EPA cleanup. Toxic site cleanup. That is worth hundreds of millions of dollars over tens of twenties of years. So I would be very cautious about what you accept on any sort of narrative right now. Sit this one out, continue to dig, Ask the hard questions, don't take for face value. And even the residents that are there that are very amped up emotionally and rightfully so, they need to understand that this area could be poisoned in a way that it is not long-term or doesn't have long-term systemic effects, but nonetheless is corrupted. This is chemicals we're dealing with that we don't know the origins of. We're being told it's vinyl chloride. I don't know what it is. And I'm just saying this because the idea is, again, that these people that are wanting the land are wanting to take it from us. China wants it to grow their own food, and they want to push Americans into these cities. This all ties, again, to the same agenda. This is a global corporate corporatocracy that is waging war against the American people. And the war is a hot war in many ways. So whatever you do, don't let this story fall out of the headlines, because they're trying already. There was another derailment today in Michigan. And that's yet another one that they're looking at trying to, and again, these are happening one after the other. And it, and it's a ripple effect. 
Now, there is another part of this that has to be looked at, though, in all fairness of reporting on this. And it's something we're not looking at enough on a lot of these accidents. And here's what we have. The COVID issue has caused a massive labor shortage. Some of it was a result of people taking the free money and from the government, which I understand just recently started to go away. The other is that we've already seen recorded by Edward Dowd that we are having mass casualty from this injection from a working, a critical working class segment, which is the millennial class as far down as 18, but as high up as about age 40. These people are, have a 30% increase in deaths and massive increases in disability. Why is that important? It's important because a lot of this is skilled labor that would be needed to maintain these facilities. And some of these facilities require high levels of skill to maintain them. They're, they are production facilities that are using just the industrial level of this is going to require many skills to maintain the equipment. So that goes from railroad, it goes to processing plants, it goes to petrol plants, chemical refinement plants, everything. I'm not saying in any way that we are not seeing these things intentionally destroyed, but we also have to factor in that critical labor assets are not there anymore, that there's a, there's, they've lost what we would call systemic knowledge in some of these positions, and it's, they're having a hard time filling them. So companies are running without the need for sa the normal safety checks. So here's an example of the railroads. One of the railroads, or all the railroads have basically fired many of their mechanics and are no longer to do safety, are no longer required to do safety checks. All of this was in dispute with the unions and trying to shave costs and maximize profits. So the question really is, are we seeing a terrorist attack? Are we seeing a government treasonous attack? Or are we seeing tr truly a, a rapid and massive destruction and decline, degrading of our infrastructure, which is equally possible. And I, all of these things I put in framing because the end result is the same, is that we are being we are suffering and the system is ultimately going to rebound by offering a solution. A problem they create is a solution they offer. And whether this is by their hand directly or indirectly, it will tie back in one way or another to them, whether it's the shot or the bioweapon or whether it's an intentional act of terrorism to try to derail a train or worse, to try to burn a car, which the government said they did, to burn it and then to cause the pollution. We don't really know. There's yet another theory floating around, which I'm just going to share. And there's no confirming this, but there's reports that two missiles were fired near uh, Lake Huron. I have to correlate these dates, but apparently there's a correlation. And I haven't done hard research on this. I'm going to be very honest, but it's worth mentioning that there was a discussion that, they, that one of the missiles may have been fired at these trains to light them up. So that, that could have been accidental misfire or it could have been intentional. We, we really don't know what we're dealing with here. The one thing I think everybody has to come to grips with pretty quickly is that we are dealing with a seditious, despotic government that no, hand, no doubt has hands in this and is willing to sacrifice the health and well-being of the citizens for the benefit of its power. That also goes hand in hand with the U.S. corporations that themselves are literally in the hand of Satan. And the key element to all of this in the way they seek control is that they are trying to control people with fear. Now, it is also relatively important to realize that 
well, more than relatively. There is an, a critical thing to realize how much is in effect here right now that this one event covers and covers up. People's eyes now are on East Palestine with a dramatic enough event where people are now concerned about their livelihoods. The nation is worried about its health and the well-being of its streams. Oh, by the way, just one other note on that. Where are the environmentalists? I mean, they didn't show up in mass. Where were the protesters? And I could pretty much answer that for you. They aren't funded anymore. Their funding has dried up, so their cause has gone away. You start to see how this works, right? We've been played, literally been played in the worst possible way. I mean, this is literally like a... has been willfully, wantingly raped for years by a government that continues to siphon money through nonprofits, NGOs, through all sorts of other agencies and is funding the environmentalist movement. Just as a footnote on that, I did some work back in 2013 and 2014 and in research in Denver, outside of Denver actually, at one of the fracking sites. I was doing consulting for one of the companies up there. And we were looking at the resistance to the fracking in the community, which wasn't really adding up the way it was happening. We discovered that all of the people that were coming in to protest the fracking, and I remember what I just said, coming in, they were being shipped in from out, outside. They were given houses to live in, settle into the community and become activists. All of that money was starting in Dubai. It was moving through Germany and then it was dumping into the World Wildlife Fund and they were distributing that money to save the animals and save the planet. This is not a new game. It's been going on for years, but suddenly now in one of the worst disasters, there's no environmentalist saying anything. So for all those woke lefties out there, where's your voice? Because nothing's happening. It's really amazing to watch how people are, the conservatives are very alive on this. I would just say American patriots are very awake on this, but you have your woke left that's amazingly silent. This somehow isn't even hitting their consciousness, consciousness stream. But let's look at some of the issues of what is going on outside of the East Palestine issue. Biden, the we know now from a U.S. journalist investigation that Biden has ordered, was the one that ordered the Nord Stream 2 destruction. Russia's having a meeting with the U.N. Security Council next week on the 22nd of February about that. NATO has been escalating towards a World War III with Russia, and yet they're being heavily depleted in their supplies. They're not equipped to do it. Russia has been drawing them into the quagmire of Ukraine. Hunter Biden laptop story is back in the news and it's in Congress's hands. The Hunter Biden Ukraine exploits are everywhere and they're being talked about. Biden classified documents in his house. That's another been another issue. Of course, we have uh, inflation and the issue with pricing in this country. Um, border security and the southern border is a mess. It's a, it's a piece of Swiss cheese. Fentanyl deaths have been increasing. Sudden deaths of vaccines have been increasing. Vaccine side effects and the public awareness has been increasing. Their Ukraine, again, is back in the news for money laundering, all tied ultimately at, at this current point to most of the Democrat Party and a good chunk of the Republican Party. We have FTX, which was the, the cryptocurrency that imploded suddenly with 56 or $60 billion that magically disappeared that the $60 billion, I need to say that again, um, that just vanished. I basically, I guess it was spent on Nintendo and a bunch of pizza parties or something. That's a lot of pizza. Um, energy crisis issues across our nation. They're trying to ban natural gas stoves. They're trying to 
sell our natural resources overseas and they're trying to force everybody into the Elon Musk cars. They've expanded Elon. They've federally said they're going to put Elon Musk charging stations across the nation. That would be Tesla charging stations. Pfizer has been found more and more complicit in damage and has been found mutating the virus. And apparently the Epstein client list is about to be released. So there's really nothing much going on outside of East Palestine. Just a few little items worth noting that might be worthy enough to create a natural disaster or an ecological disaster better that could displace families, keep them distracted for years while they push the real issues under the rug and try to keep people's eyes off the ball. Whatever you do, don't follow the media. Follow where the media, the mainstream media isn't and you start to find out the real truth. Lots of things happening right now, all intended to keep people distracted because the truth is coming out in droves and it's, in, it's becoming a flood very quickly. Pacing is increasing, which means other things are about ready to break and happen. And they're trying to keep people distracted. And let, let us not forget Chinese balloons either. Patriots, we'll talk more about this right after these messages. want to eat GMOs and pesticides in your storable food, choose organic lab-tested storable food solutions from the Health Ranger store. We are the only emergency food manufacturer in the world that subjects each of our ingredients to rigorous laboratory testing that covers herbicides, heavy metals, aflatoxins, identity testing, and bacteria tests, including E. coli, salmonella, yeast, and mold. At healthrangerstore.com, you'll find certified organic, lab-tested, freeze-dried fruits, microalgae superfoods, protein powders, and supplements. We offer emergency first aid colloidal silver products made with Texas rainwater. And our Ranger buckets feature an impressive assortment of organic storable food items professionally vacuum sealed in heavy duty bags that are stacked in rugged buckets for long-term storage. Check out our preparedness foods, supplements, personal care, and emergency first aid products at healthrangerstore.com. Patriots, and we're back here with Barnes FM here on Bright on TV. One of the most important things we need to have right now is a center point in our home where God lives and breathes in our, in our lives. And part of that is getting about a Bible that we can embrace, that we can learn from, that can be a center point as it was in the past of learning, not just in Scripture, but in the bigger part of our world. 
The Founder's Bible is one of those amazing documents that the we Founders have right Bible now. That was created to bring our our history into the living history and context of the Bible and biblical history. What's amazing is you go through the Founders Bible, our Founding Fathers doc documents have been worked in with the scripture. This is an NASB 1995 translation edition. It's a fantastic edition of the Bible, beautifully done with amazing artwork and, and just the whole format and layout. David Barton is one of the key people in the historians of this. Brad Cummings, one of the pastors who was the editors of this. And it all comes together to tell an amazing story as we read scripture and start to appreciate just how deeply our founding fathers were using the scripture as a living language, something we would learn well from. So check it out. If you head on over to thefoundersbible.com, thefoundersbible.com, and you use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, you're going to get 20% off on any of the versions, including the digital version. So there's, I'm obviously a big believer in paper, but I also appreciate the idea of having a digital version of the Bible on your appliance, your portable appliance, which is invaluable. These are amazing editions. These are heirloom quality Bibles, something that you want to have in the family and pass on to your children. And it's just, it's done in the older way as well. There's even sections in there, blocks within the beginning to record family dates, uh, things like marriages, births, and, and deaths, as the old Bibles did at one point in time. In fact, I have my grandmother's 1890 Bible, and there's so much living history in that by just those editions that are in there. So this is yet, it's just a restoring of the Bible in a profound way into our lives in this day to bring us from the past and where our nation was built from a powerful and strong pulpit to today, to where we're trying to revive our nation once again as it has slipped off the cliff and we have, we're suffering from many of the same ills and challenges as our early American founders. So check it out. An amazing Bible and way to bring God into your home. Put it as a centerpiece. It's a perfect tool for homeschooling as a literally one book can do everything type book. And it's an amazing book for anybody doing uh, home churches, Bible study, or just for yourself to learn and appreciate the power of God's word. My, thefoundersbible.com, thefoundersbible.com, promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Well, Patriots, there is a, a tremendous amount of noise that continues to go on and a lot of movement that's happening out here. Uh, another headline today was that the YouTube CEO was is suddenly announced that he's stepping down. So we are definitely seeing continued movements and shakeups. One of the things that I've talked about so much is that in this fight, we don't have a seat at the table. This is a fight that's being waged against elites in some fashion or another. We don't even know who the agents are that are actually doing the string pulling from behind the scenes. Most likely, I think if we're really going to get down to it, it's going to be corporate American business versus corporate global business is where a lot of this is happening. And with that in mind, it's, um, it's never going to be a clean hand to who is shaking things up. But that part is really important because our responsibility in all of this is going to be the direction and choices that we make to lead the direction and where we want this nation to go. Artificial intelligence continues to be another one of these things behind the scenes that no one is putting a lot of attention on. And rightfully so, because it is a competition to get it integrated and quickly and people dependent upon it. Because I will tell you, one of the big objectives 
of the this world global group, whether it's the WEF or whether it's any sort of global power group, is in order for them to make a change without revolution per se, they have to bring the people to a point where everything seems like it's going to fall apart. The movie The Earth's The Day the Earth Stood Still, the remake of that with Keanu Reeves, has a there's some amazing scenes in there worth looking at. And it's literally the, the concept of when we're on the brink, it's only then do we realize our true sense of humanity. That's a great theme to play with in application, especially when it's put in the hands of diabolical people or people that are just obsessed with power. The same holds true, except that they are the deliverers of the solution and the next step where they want us to go. People in across the globe are being re-engineered, all of us, whether we like it or not. There is vocabulary that's being injected into our daily lives that we never thought we would accept. Here's a simple example. In Buffalo, New York, when we had this big storm that recently hit in early January, one of the things that we started to hear that was that the National Guard rolled out and were setting up checkpoints and curfews. Now that was in itself, it seemed semi-innocuous, but it, when you started to really ask the question of why was the guard deployed so quickly? Where, at what point did the police become so overwhelmed that an emergency call had to go out to the guard because they had to be authorized at a state level and ultimately a federal level? How did all that happen so quickly? And then suddenly people became accepting of checkpoints and curfews. And that was seen as a necessary part of the event. I'm not saying it was or wasn't, but it's a very disturbing issue in a country that's supposed to be based on freedom, liberty, and sovereignty that we are now accepting the idea that military checkpoints can be set up in cities after a storm and that we're going to go along with that and along with curfews. All of this is getting us to be normalized to, in my opinion, what they are about to bring. Now, the narrative, this is where we get into competing narratives and it's worth looking at this objectively. The Q movement is very much about white hats in control, that the military is the only way, that in the end, the military is the, the solution, and that through the military, we're going to have mass tribunals, we're going to have justice brought to us. The problem is that that narrative doesn't hold well when you look at the current state of the military. Our military is deeply corrupted and deeply divided. We have commanders that are very much on board with the woke agenda and following Biden. We have other commanders that are very much in objection to Biden, but they're still being complicit in illegal orders like distributing the vax. And we have ourselves many soldiers that have taken the vax that are now compromised in many different forms. We The, the holdouts to this whole vax policy, which constitutes about 120,000 soldiers in all, airmen, marines, sailors, that sort of thing, those 120,000 are truly the focus we should be giving to how we're going to rebuild this military as we shed off the old and introduce the new. But there is a new form of things coming about in, in our eyes, and we're not paying much attention to it. And the military is at the center point of it. Surprisingly, Eric Schmidt surfaced again. He was the former CEO of, of Google. He's been out of the news a lot and suddenly introduces this idea that Ishtara, which is his new company, Ishtara, which actually refers to wizard or um, the, the enlightened one, which comes from Tolkien's book, one of Tolkien's writings, the Ishtara company that he's leading is now offering a new way ahead for advanced product development for the, the Department of Defense to cut out the human in the loop and now go to simulated modeling of advanced technologies 
and to push autonomous vehicles, autonomous AI-driven platforms to reduce the need and burden for human beings in the circuit of military. That should disturb everybody because that is, once you start to take the human out of the loop, we're heading into a very dystopian world where our defense, our infrastructure, our governments are all being run and managed by AIs. This is the world they're trying to push us into. And I would argue that both sides, whether it's Trump or whether it's Biden, the two camps that they represent are both pushing us in the same direction. The difference is that Biden's camp, whatever he represents, his hand puppetry, is about forcing people into this. There's not, there isn't a choice. You're going to be part of this. You will be, if you don't agree, you'll just be put into a re-education camp or you'll just be turned into soil and green or something. Bef after they harvest your organs to pass them around the world and then they do it without anesthetic. That's got to be one of their tricks. Trump's camp is pushing for the same types of things. They're pushing AI. They're pushing quantum computing. They're pushing this advanced industrial revolution using robotics and so forth. But it is about a, a freedom of choice, which is a bit deceptive because at the end of the day, the entire economy is going to go that way. And what they're telling you is you're not required to participate, but if you don't, you just can't play. So in the end, it's the same thing. But people in that pathway, people are led to believe that using their free will, they have a choice to join or not. Nonetheless, we are heading into a future where AI is going to become part of the regular world's regular life. We've already been notified that TSA is going to demand by 2027 a new standardized ID, which most states are willfully already rolling out, by the way, which has a chip. It has all your data in it, and it's, it's a standardized ID format, whether it's whatever state it is. That is now the federal government will put everything into a database and be able to track everybody uniformly. We also have a new proposal from the Department of Defense on how to handle Internet security. It's what they call an untrusted network. And what's important about that is that they are setting the conditions to where based on your social credit score, you can be easily opted out of anything on the web. Now, what an untrusted network is doing is principally... When you look at a, they're arguing it from a classified point of view, but it's much bigger than that. What they're saying is in order to protect secrets, that we have to go to a place where everybody is untrusted. And therefore, your access to information will be only allowed for the duration of time in which you, what is determined that you need it, and then it will be taken away. It will be revoked. This is a, a greater uh, compartmentalization of information than we've ever imagined. And if it's applied on a grand scale, that means that there's going to be ways to be able to keep you out of information, even keep you out of your bank accounts, even out of your house or an inability to leave your house as they roll for this complete integrated system, Internet of Things, Internet of Bodies, and the transhumanist network. The biggest part of all of this is to understand that our government is not our friend and these institutions are not our friend. And the constant worship that many people are having and hope, I would say, it's kind of a shallow hope, of the white hats in control and are going to bring about this great new world. From what we're seeing, that's pretty much a myth. It would be a hard sell for me to accept any of these new technologies at the state of where we know of what we know, because people themselves are flawed and they are corrupted and they will use these things for their own ends to engineer power and control over the others. So we have quite a, a challenge ahead of us and much to that challenge is going to be resolved in my opinion by going back to go forward. 
So central to all of that is going to be the fundamentals. And one of those things right now everybody should be paying attention to with everything we've talked about here today and in previous shows is you need to be growing your own food. And there's no time to waste on this. This is literally taking the, the metaphor of sowing seeds scripturally and applying it to your daily life. Growing food is essential. And if you aren't taking the time to grow food and prepare to be self-sustaining in this way ahead, you are going to be forced into this system whether you like it or not. Now, a lot of people have told me that they find these ideas to be very naive. They can use drone strikes. They can do a lot of things. Yes, they can, without a question. And I'm not naive about that. What I am saying is we have to make the effort to do everything we can to decentralize from the corporate grid. And that means we're going to face new challenges as we do it, and we will overcome those challenges. But nonetheless, we have to start. At the core of all of this is our ability to manage fear. Fear is a very nasty and uh, acrid component to the way, the way we're wired. And as fear takes us over, we end up being in a place too often that we are unable to think clearly or see to the solutions. Right now, everything in our life is about fanning the flames of fear. Literally, it's coming out of this government, it's coming out of this media, it's coming out of any sort of educational source, legal source, whatever you want to look at. Fear is the central issue of this. Military's news is about Chinese balloons that are magically appearing on our horizon, somehow defeating NORAD defense systems, and they're having to shoot them down with advanced missiles. You have uh, the fear of Russia, which is brewing, which apparently they're going to be preparing for a nuclear war with the United States. I do say that the threat with Russia is very real. Not because Russia is looking to have a fight with us, but because we began a fight with them. We were the ones who struck that fight up. We were the ones who have been funding Ukraine to fight Russians by proxy. And we've escalated this time and time again. The Russians have the proof that we had bioweapons in Ukraine. The Russians have the proof that we were indirectly or directly supporting child trafficking systems over there where they had birthing clinics and they were being, having women raise birth kids to be sold back to the United States and other countries. We have evidence of over there of the high levels of orphans that were arriving there. Again, up for global adoption. What was that about? And of course, most recently, we have had the Ukrainians brag about the fact that they have been using chemical weapons with photo evidence to spray Russians and to cause them to go into some horrific forms of death very much like nerve agents using drones. On top of that, we have the reality that there is a, the United States under this Biden regime ordered the destruction of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. These are acts of war on a sovereign country and we were doing it by proxy, but nonetheless, you don't poke the bear and don't think that the bear is gonna bite back because the bear will. And I don't know what that's going to look like, though it's interesting to note that Lufthansa had a whole outage yesterday of their air systems and had to ground their flights, which they claim was because of a cut internet cable. I would argue from the evidence I've seen so far that it's quite probable that Russia was doing a cyber attack in preparation for something much larger on a global scale, meaning more on towards the West. Putin has also been making speeches to his people to remind them that we are not at war with the American people, which de facto means that he is at war with the American government and with the deep state. Again, be prepared for these things coming up. That means growing food, storing foods, 
getting silver set aside or some sort of precious metal for currency. I am not a crypto guy, so I'm not going to speak to crypto. If that's something that's your game, go ahead. I don't believe in it. I think it's too vulnerable in this day. But you need to have skills as well. So if you don't have a lot of skills, you need to learn some. I'd be spending every waking hour I could on YouTube trying to learn skills, taking as much information as I can. I would be saving YouTube videos offline that you find important and storing them in a, in a hard drive that you can store in a Faraday bag or a Faraday case and keep it that way. I would be cognizant of an EMP as a possibility. I don't think it's uh, unreal to think that way. And I think that these are all options that are on the table that it's going to be up to us to adapt and overcome. Our government is not saying a word about any of this. They're not encouraging people to set up food. They're not encouraging people to protect against EMPs. They're not encouraging any of this. They're downplaying everything. And that should be, you should find very disturbing. That's either a government that's either bought and owned or a government that is so wholly negligent that every one of them either, either way ends up needing to be on the seat of gallows. So this is a time when Americans need to come together above all. And the only way we're going to do that, first and foremost, is to put aside this division that has been so deeply indoctrinated into our heads that somehow we're seeing separation between us. We don't see each other as Americans. We see each other as hyphenated Americans, which, as Teddy Roosevelt told us in his own presidency, there is no place for a hyphenated American. You're either an American or you're not, something I fully agree with. We are being inundated with these ideas of reparations for slavery. We are being inundated with this idea of white racism, completely nonsense stuff, all designed to divide and conquer. The answer to it is actually quite simple, and it's Jesus. Once we accept Christ in our hearts and we begin to see each other truly as brothers and, and sisters in the body of Christ, most of this noise settles down, and we can see clearly in a path ahead. So, I would encourage you, I don't know where you sit in your religious experience and where you walk with God, but I would definitely tell you that it's time to accept Christ. Don't waste time. We don't have time to waste. The eternity sits before you in a choice where each of us has, if we accept Christ, we build that house in heaven, so to speak. If you don't accept Christ, we'll all be facing judgment, but there's really, you've, you've missed out on an opportunity to become closer with God. Is your walk towards hell if you don't accept Christ? probably, and I wish you well, but it's a choice you're going to have to make. There are big things happening here that are far beyond our principalities and our levels of control. And the only thing I can tell anybody is that once you accept Jesus and you totally walk there, all of this burden that we're facing clears up and the eyes to see clearly are given. So in this time, if you've, if you've accepted Christ and you're walking there with him, then get out and, and encourage other people. Share your love and your experience with Jesus. Bring that light into the world so others can be inspired to find him because there has never been a more important time than to celebrate the love in our Savior, to embrace the love that he gives, and to unite in that body as one. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we are here today very blessed and thanked, thankful for everything that we have thankful for all that you give, thankful for the wisdom that you provide. Thank you for the eyes you've given us to see. And in this time, it's a very difficult time for many as they face untold levels of fear and anxiety from changes and, uh, and upheavals. We pray for those in East Palestine. We just pray that they will continue to be safe and continue to find their way forward and that truth ultimately will prevail. Truth that they can know exactly what was done and truth that we can see 
where the problems really are, what the extent of things are, and the truth ultimately to bring them together as one body to hold, and to not let anything go but to hold those who did this accountable. And Father, we also pray for justice in this nation, justice that will require all of us to be walking with a loving and forgiving heart so that the hand of justice may come down mightily upon this land. So Father, we just pray again for the fearlessness of the walk, the courageousness of each individual, and the, a loving and forgiving heart for each and every one out here who's listening and praying into our Lord Jesus. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Really important time to get anchored in your faith. If there's anything that we are coming down to with all the news and the things that we talk about, there's only one real thing that makes a difference in the end. And that's where we sit, stand at the foot of God. So take time, pray, get to know Christ, ask him to be part of your life, accept Christ as your savior, and move into a place now where you can live truly through him in a very chaotic time and find the love and the peace that only he can give. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relents, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and clearly, fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue and crush the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Right here on Brighty on TV. Until then or until the next time. God bless and out for now.